You may have heard of the elusive Jersey Devil, but how about the lesser known cryptids that have terrorized people throughout history? Tonight on this Edge of Wonder Live, we'll discuss the Goat Man, the Dover Demon, the Belled Buzzard, the Snallygaster, and my favorite, the Pope Lick Monster. The same creature, JK Rowling, used for her Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them book. Well, this Snallygaster is the one she is, not the Pope Lick Monster, but... No, I, I'm thinking, you know... <laughs> Like monster should have made an appearance in Harry Potter. No, you're right. It was a Snally Caster. What a name, Pope Flick. We'll get into what that is. But are right. these all real? Could people be witnessing the same strange cryptid monster, or are they all different? Why do they terrorize people? And where did they come from? So let's talk about it tonight. Yeah, make sure you guys don't miss the live Q&A and a group meditation at the end of the show only on Rise.tv. We can't wait to answer your questions and end the night on a good note. We'll see you out on the edge. And if you're listening to our Edge of Wonder podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or elsewhere, please leave us a five-star rating and review to help us reach more people. And also remember to follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff, wherever you're watching us. Rumble, Conjing World, Twitter, Facebook. Rob, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. I love shows like this, so I'm. I'm yeah, I need to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like not, you know, it's not what? often that we talk about these lesser known kind of weird cryptids, but like they're usually the weirdest stories there. So it is true, actually, and especially the uh, the Popelik one. It, it actually, it's more local, but there's a lot of weird stuff revolved around it. And I think like after I was like in New York upstate in the area, you know, like thinking about all this stuff and um, yeah, like the Jersey devil came up again, you know, and we were, I was just oh, like, yeah. oh, so I found some more stuff on it. And then that's where it was like, wow, there's all this other stuff that's here too. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> Upstate New York uh, is home to a lot of strange beasts in those forests there that is true that is true yeah i mean we we've done an episode on um the jersey devil you know of course but there's just so much that we 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 couldn't put in because there's just so much there so many um stories that go back to the 1700s that it's it's one of the older cryptids but there's another one on our list that's just as old, uh, and I didn't even know that, so we'll get into that here. But um, so for those of you that you know don't know the full story of the Jersey Devil or didn't see the episode, uh, supposedly this was they are, it's also called the Leeds Devil, or um, so the the rumor the story is that there is a family called the Leeds L E E D. That <laughs> Sorry. Can we take a minute to recognize that this was scary in 1909? This illustration yeah. was made of the Jersey Devil in 1909, and apparently this was scary to them. Well, what's really crazy, in specifically the year 1909, there was all these reports of all these weird cryptids all over the Midwest in the northern part of the United States, all the way through Jersey, Pennsylvania, um, Kentucky, like all, all these people were, were reported like that year for some reason was the year of, of cryptid sightings. 
So, um, well, there's lots going on. I mean, the I think the pyramids were being um, were being uncovered. Lots of stuff was being uncovered over in Egypt. We had we had giant mounds across the U.S. that were being uncovered. You know, there's lots going That's on. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, even uh, Napoleon Bonaparte's brother, his name was Joseph, claimed that he saw the Jersey Devil too in 1812. Believe it or not. Wow. So yeah, this was in in, in this um, area. In, in this, Jersey? yeah, yeah. He was hunting near Bordentown Estate and said that he claimed he saw it. And so, he was like, "Hello, I have seen the <laughs> Jersey Devil." Yeah. And okay, in 1909, there was a thousand reports, uh, mostly through through uh, New Jersey. But like I said, it went down uh, even more than that's even more so, like even in Pennsylvania or whatnot too. And all kinds of people from <laughs> here's like Den- <laughs> city, city, Den- city dentist battles with strange bird. I'd read that article. <laughs> Forget what, what year. Yeah, this was in like 1909, literally. So, yeah, there there is a story uh, about this Navy commander. His name was Stephen Decurtur or something like that. Anyway, he said, yeah, he said that he actually shot it with a cannonball. <laughs> and what happened? So, so Excellent he said, he sh- yeah, he shot it with a cannonball, but it wasn't phased. So that's scary and, though. He thought he blew a hole in it. I mean, how can you how can any creature withstand a cannonball, okay, but, right? But let's go ahead and pretend that this was real for a second, which I think it is, but mm-hmm. some people won't. But let's pretend that's real. And you shot something with a cannonball and hit it and it didn't yeah. phase it. I think you'd be pretty worked up about that. Yeah, I, I think he would be too. And then he there so then um because he went to go look for it after he shot it, and they found really Naturally. strange tracks. And they had dogs uh, on the trail, but the dogs refused to follow the tracks. Okay. <laughs> the dogs knew it was up. Yeah. They're like, I, I, I'm sniffing what you're putting down, but I'm not going there. Yeah. So this, this actually, this article kind of talks about it. And in, in there's, there's a few different articles that talk about this. And these were all printed in 19, in the 1900s. So there was a lot of, articles throughout the late 1800s and early 1900s it kind of slows down after like 1940-ish 1950 and then it kind of 1970 there was a few more is the jersey devil just getting old and uh you know starting to retire a little bit what's going on or is it just that people stopped reporting it for fear of being made fun of that that could be that could be sorry Ben, do you know what is the most recent sighting we've had of the Jersey Devil? Like, what is the most recent? Well, actually, we had potentially one on the show, I think, last Friday, where somebody had a photo, which, and and it's this is where it gets a little confusing because there's like the Mothman, you have the Jersey Devil, you have um, some of these other cryptids like that, that squatch. Yeah, yeah. Then you have this Popelik monster. Well, that one supposedly doesn't fly. And um, he draws his power from the poke, Pope licking him. Yeah, and the Snallygaster, which I actually didn't think it was real. I I've just heard of that, that before. Real. Yeah, even even yeah. before Harry Potter. Yeah, but um, there was another one. Okay, so so we kind it kind of slows down some of the sightings in 1960. 
it picks up again. And there were several res residents um, of May's Landing that heard horrific screams in the night. And they had no explanation for the noises. A lot of people were panicking in the area. Um, then in 1972, uh, a woman was driving by the name of Mary Ritzer Christensen. And she said she saw a towering figure crossing the road about 20 feet behind her car. And she described it as standing taller than the average man with thick hunches like a goat and a huge woolly head. <laughs> and a couple people also recorded this. Yeah. 19, so um, also in 1993, there was a forest ranger, which is why I chose this one. His name was John Irwin. Um, he was driving um, along uh, the Mullica River. Yeah, Mullica River, when he saw a strange creature blocking the road ahead of, ahead of him. He said it was also about six feet, and it had horns and matted black fur. Um. He said he's they he's like stared at this creature for several minutes and then well, yeah he said it's, they stared at each other for several minutes before the creature yeah. turned and ran back into the forest that's weird also yeah. just to point this out that's almost a hundred years after the first sighting isn't it yeah it is sighting? the first well the first sighting was in the 1700s what that's crazy yeah so because the Leeds family were, were they were around like 1750-ish 1760 and you can i mean we do break this down in our, our jersey yeah, Devil yeah. episode but you can actually go to the house there's a cemetery that has the Leeds family cemetery in it um there so the story is that that story that part of the story is that there is a, a family that had 12 kids and the mother was getting very disgruntled and upset and didn't really want to like be there anymore with the family. And so she was pregnant and supposedly she like cursed her child for the 13th child. And then when it was born, it was born deformed. And then it just like. Yeah, but like, that have to be a wicked curse. Like what did yeah. this lady know? Who was this lady? Some like crazy black magician from like 1533 right know? right well there is another kind of story story uh and it's not well known but it's more of like the occult stuff that people were doing some kind of like weird occult rituals based on like some ancient which books that were found like real this, like real this, occult books <laughs> this i think is it yeah that, that that may not really uh i mean like you wouldn't be able to find probably anymore and there's there that, that's part of a story and supposedly like somebody was reciting things and whatnot and somehow brought forth this creature you know <laughs> oh so that the story is that it brought forth this creature or that it turned someone into this thing well, it could have been either or. Maybe somebody got turned into it, you know, and, and it's hard to find a lot of factual or not even factual, but a lot of stories based on this. So that's why I don't want to go too deep because it's like I I couldn't find anything concrete, but it, it was it did seem to revolve around the occult stuff and a book that was found, like I said, like an ancient book, like real occult, like right. 
I'm talking like beyond Aleister Crowley kind of stuff. You yeah, know? stuff and, that probably and, only gets pulled out on like the Equinox for them to do some like, yeah, cliche ritual. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's possible, like you know, it's like okay, well, where's this book? Like, well, maybe the underneath the Vatican, <laughs> or, or or maybe it was just burned. You know, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, the book is probably still at large, and they use it like solstices and all of this stuff when they're doing these weird rituals, and probably yeah, these yeah, books get passed around and stuff. You know, that yeah, could be too. Well, you guys, we're gonna show a trailer right now, and we get back. I want to present what some people believe could actually be a real life Jersey devil. And I want to see oh, okay. Yeah. What has hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail? It's the Jersey devil, the mysterious cryptid that haunts the forests and skies of New Jersey. But this beast has a story beyond legend. Locals actually claim to be descendants of the original Jersey Devil. What unexplainable things have happened that would convince anyone this creature is lurking in the shadows? Why were Ben Franklin and Teddy Roosevelt part of the story? What kind of devilish winged lizard beings are really hiding out in the cosmos? Are all claims of the Jersey Devil just a hoax? It's time to crack open the edge files and pull out one of our most classified cases yet. As we ask, is this flying fiend real? Find out all about it in Tales of the Cryptids, Episode 2, The Jersey Devil. Only on edgeofwonder.tv Tales of the Cryptids. Ben, tell us a little bit about that. All right. Well, we, we did a whole series on different cryptids and you can find that over on uh, Rise TV. And that one's what we're talking about, the Jersey Devil. So that we go in more into the backstory of that. And we pull we pull up a lot of articles as well um, that been in the media throughout the last 200 years. And then, of course, we have the Mothman. And actually, Believe it or not, I tell a real story about one of my friends whose mother, when she was a child, was on the bridge when it collapsed. And um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Dragons is definitely, it's actually the Dragons episode is one of my favorite episodes we did. It's a little bit cringe at the beginning. We're like dressed up. And <laughs> it's, like, it's like looking at it now, I'm like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. But anyway, it's fun. Yeah, and you can try a two-week ri- trial uh, for Rise TV for just 99 cents. You can go to Rise. That's what I said, 97 cents for yeah. uh, at Rise.tv so, uh, so forward slash trial. So Rise.tv forward slash trial, and you can get a two-week trial of Rise.tv for just 97 cents. And um, yeah, yeah. So Rob, um, okay, here is the... Uh, so this is called a hammer-headed bat. And there's hammer-headed multiple, what? Hammer hammer-headed bat. It's from Africa. It's real. Um but let's see Lindsay's pulling it up now. So this is this is what some people Oh dear lord, no. is the Jersey Devil. That's that look was, I mean yeah, like I get why people would think Yeah, look. I mean, it's it like is similar. Thing. 
in this case. So did someone from Africa bring one of these things and just like, well, you that, know? that's been a um, big question is if that that's what happened. The only, the only weird thing is, is the legs and the well, size okay. of it. Not just that, but this thing was hit with a cannonball and was unfazed. It's the size of a human or larger, and it's been seen for over a hundred years. Sorry. Yeah. So the, the, the thing on, on the right, it, it does have a, a pretty big wingspan, but it's only like 38 inches. So, I mean, it does get like, you know, two feet, which. Yeah, but that's know, not big enough feet. to be like that. You right. Know, so talking about a 20 foot wingspan on this. Yeah. Jersey. You know, Lindsay, can you can you click on the second photo here? Now, this one is going around online and especially on Reddit, but I I can't find a lot of or not that one. Actually, there's another one, but I don't know. So this is, that? this is this is this is really that that hammer headed bat, and it's got a uh, it's got a thing around it so they can track it. That's um, real. That's not like a stuffed animal. This is real. This is okay. actually real. Makes me wonder if these are like weird What dimension are those from? This is bizarre yeah. looking. <laughs> I mean, if you're not, I if agree. you're on podcasts and you're not looking at this, like, I don't know, man. I don't even know how to describe this. Like, it has absurdly, absurdly large eyes and like a massive, like almost beak. And I can tell why people would be like, oh, this looks more like a goat than a bat. But it has these like bat-like wings on the side, and it looks very like fuzzy. Yeah, that is true. But again, it's not that big. I mean, it's bigger than your average bat. Let's just say that you know, like a vamp vampire bat is like one of the biggest bats. Like maybe it's like that size. So it is big. But the question is, okay, even if this was the case, okay, how like? Like you said, maybe somebody from Africa brought it over, but then why are we seeing the same thing for the last 200 years? That doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, yeah. And then it's not like this, this species has been seen often in New Jersey, mind you, like that thing's going to yeah. survive in New Jersey. Come yeah, on. And if it was, if it really was a bat like this, we would have, um, I mean, it would have been found. The, the weird thing is there are reports of, photographs being taken from the early 1900s because they you know at the time they couldn't print them in the newspapers they didn't have a way to 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 yes like copy yeah they were they were more likely to do an engraving or something that yes yeah and they could draw it out and everything and it said it was in the in the, like it was going to the national archives and i i looked through the national archives yeah, online and i think a lot of this stuff is probably still classified by the cia <laughs> now this is the one that we talked about last week where somebody this is a, a recent sighting of the so-called jersey devil i guess you could say and what what we were what we said was that this was too big to just be a bird because this, this is pretty massive um so yeah anyway that's the more recent sighting. So these things are being, you know, and I think a lot of times if people see this, they're not really reporting it too much. Like you said, you know, I, I would imagine that there's a lot more sightings of these things. It's just that one, maybe people don't want to come off as crazy or two um, is they don't know how to report it or 
three, it's like, you know, they didn't necessarily get a photo of it or something like that. So it's like, oh, I saw this creature, but you know, it's, it's like my bro. I mean, it's like a lot of us who have these weird cryptid experiences and we don't necessarily, you don't call into authorities and be like, I saw, I had this crazy experience. You just kind of talk about it, maybe make right. a video about it or something, you know? So, right. um, so I guarantee you there's a lot more sightings, um, than we know. So, okay. Another one. Okay. We'll kind of go through these now. Um, and you could talk about this one. I never heard of this, the belled buzzard. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is pretty weird. So the belled buzzard is, uh, doesn't sound like it, but it's a fearsome cryptid <laughs> in American folklore in the 1800s and often cited as an omen of disaster by the sounding of its bell. Um, yeah, again, I guess they weren't really creative with names back in the 1800s and belled buzzards seem terrifying to them. So in most cases, it's depicted as an ordinary buzzard, except with a bell affixed to it. <laughs> The belief is that the belled buzzard originated from actual accounts of turkey vultures being fastened with a cow with cow or sleigh bells. However, many believed that the bird was just one continuous entity and not multiple birds being seen. So, yeah, yeah I mean, imagine one of those shows up and it's got a bell and you're like, I'm doomed. I'm going to die. <laughs> and, you know, those again, turkeys, dude, those turkey what? vultures are cryptid like yeah. they're so ugly. Those are the, it's like so gross. Mm -hmm. Those things. Yeah. And that, that's what some people thought they might be actually. Um, and th so there's stories in this from the 1800s. One specifically was in the Memphis, in the Memphis, Tennessee in uh, 1878 a public ledger. So it basically describes that they, there are a bunch of people in this Brownsville area, which is kind of North of, uh, of Memphis saw this like buzzard flying overhead and it, and it made the sound every time it flew over, which is where it gets the bell. So I, the African-Americans in the area believed it was a bad omen. And there was a, an, epide an epidemic that was going on in this area during that time. And in fact, it was kind of like just getting over. And so the African-Americans that were there thought that it was like, um, that it was the kind of this, supernatural terror thing that it was kind of causing this epidemic or a bad omen at least. Um, so others believe that it was some vulture like bird that was captured. And for some reason, somebody put a bell on it. So, <laughs> and and they thought great, it made, what'd you say? This is just a great layout. Like they were so creative. Look yeah. at this. Like this was 1912. That like whole artistic thing that they have at the top and then in the middle, it's like so mm -hmm. creative the way that they laid this out. Good for them. Yeah, I agree. I was really like, cool. Was really nice. Yeah. So some so some people believe the bell made it heavier, which is why it had to flap its wings harder, making the bell even louder. So, you know, and this is one that when I was looking into more recently, it's not something that. I've seen recently so mo or that the, there are any sightings recently. I mean, so um, most likely I kind of agree that it is probably was some kind of like big vulture, maybe like a turkey vulture or something. And that for whatever reason, they were like, maybe it was a joke. Maybe they were doing something, captured it, someone put a bell on it. And then that's what was kind of going on. So 
Well, and you anyway. can imagine people at the time probably playing tricks on people by adding, like putting bells on some of these turkey buzzards and then they're going around everywhere freaking people out. You right. know, yeah. People yeah. had senses of humor back then. That is true. Okay. You want to get into the Pope Lick monster here? This Should is the we one. have a trailer first. I mean, and then just, just get the suspense up here. It's okay. The let's do that. It's the Pope Lick monster, okay. man. <laughs> why don't we do why don't we do a trailer and we'll be right back okay leathery wings scaly body razor sharp teeth deadly claws a gallant knight on the hero's quest slays the monstrous beast and rescues the princess The fire-breathing dragon is no more. The creatures that hide in our skies have been spotted for millennia. Were the legends just written for storybooks? Is it really coincidence that ancient artists on opposite sides of the globe all depicted dragons? What secrets have our textbooks on dinosaurs entirely left out, maybe intentional. From the historical to the spiritual, from good dragons to evil, this is an exploration of epic proportions into the mysterious world of dragons. So come, journey forth with us, Knights of Wonder, and explore the tales of the cryptids on episode one, Dragons. All right. Well, that's our dragon series. And that's the one we really act. We really break down what dinosaurs are and how it's connected to dragons in that episode and why they changed the name from dragons originally to dinosaurs and what happened when they changed the name. So definitely check that out. Well, hey, public monster. AKA the goat man. I don't know how you can go from goat man to public monster. But <laughs> why don't we just try to get into this a little bit? Yeah. Okay, so, so go ahead. Well, well, just give some background real quick. Um, yeah. So specifically it's over a bridge called Poplic Trestle bridge. Mm. And, um, this is, oh man, I think it's in, yeah, it's Louisville, Kentucky. So you can, you can go ahead and Louisville, explain yeah. Louisville. Yeah. 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 So according to yeah. legend, a mysterious half-human, half-animal figure roams the woods surrounding Pope Lick Trestle Bridge in Louisville, Kentucky. Local lore says the monster can mimic a human voice to lure people out to the bridge, and then the horrific form of the beast causes people to jump to their deaths. But that's just the beginning of a truly hair-raising story. That's right. The stories began circulating in the 1800s and a few theories arose on where it's from. Some say it is a sheepman hybrid like creature who was part of a circus freak show and escaped. Love this story. Some people believe that it is a part of a Native American skinwalker who can shapeshift from man to beast. That also could be a thing. Some report that it has horns with a half of it being a man from the waist up with the bottom half a sheep or goat similar to a fawn 
kind of like uh, in The Lion, The Witch, and the Wardrobe, if you guys have seen that. Um, there are hundreds of accounts of strange things happening at the bridge with tens of dozens of deaths within the last, well, with, with the last one being a 15-year-old girl that was in 2019. So this is fairly recent that they've yes. been having interference like this near the bridge. So yeah. the only way to walk on the bridge is on the tracks, and some people think it's out of service. The, Once, the train is out of service. Train, yeah. right, right. So it's like, oh, I'll just walk on the tracks, you know. Right, exactly. So one incident in 2016 involved a couple visiting the area from Ohio, those silly Ohioans. <laughs> they were crossing the bridge but didn't hear the train coming until it was just yards away. The man survived, but his girlfriend fell to her death. And in 1984, a 20-year-old man fell 100 feet but survived the ordeal. It's featured in the documentary about the bridge called The Legend of the Pope Lick Monster. There it is right there for you. The Pope Lick. <laughs> there, there are many stories. I mean, there's, like I said, like it, well, like what they wrote, you know, hundreds of accounts and dozens, like tens of dozens of deaths. I think I was reading, there was like 45 deaths related to this. And um, yeah, people, people were just saying that they would just be walking across this thinking everything's fine. And it's like the, everyone kind of says like this train comes out of nowhere and some, like a, like, is it like a like, ghost train or something? No, it's a real train, but, yeah, but how could they not hear it? Because trains are known for weird. being so loud. That, that's why there's all kinds of legends revolved around this bridge. I think now after the death in 2019, I think they changed this where they have a walkway now underneath the bridge because it was the only way you can actually cross to the other side um, was going across this bridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but, um, but the, because it was so old, it's kind of dangerous walking between the tracks because the, the gaps, the gaps are too big between the, between the boards. So it's easier just walking across on the actual rail. So, um, and I think after the death now that they did change it, but, uh, and now it's kind of like a tourist attraction as well. A lot of people want to go there to experience it, but it, it is. I want to go there. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> Especially when, it, when it's like maybe a native skinwalker, like that's crazy. So, yeah, this is, this is bizarre. Yeah. And this is one I've never heard of. I want, when, when, like, looking up the jersey devil i was like whoa there what is this pope lick monster so well, yeah we've got a couple of more to get through here the dover demon and the snallygaster so the dover demon um there's some some information we've got here so 17 year old bill barlett saw this creature in 1977 in dover massachusetts and he described it as um, having large glowing eyes with tendril-like fingers. Um, what does that mean? Like long, <laughs> I guess? Yeah, like long fingers. Right, okay. So that, like, that same evening, 15-year-old John Baxter reported seeing the same creature, and a third person, 15-year-old Abby uh, Brabham, claimed to have seen the creature the following night. All of the teenagers drew a sketch, and they all pretty much looked the same. Bill wrote on his sketch, I, Bill Bartlett, swear on a stack of Bibles that I saw this creature. So, yeah, he, Lindsay, he can was, you pull up the, the sketches are there? Can you willing can you to get behind the, that? Yeah. 
Dover Demon. Dover Demon. So all of these sightings were plotted on yeah. a map, and they lay over a straight line over two miles long. A local investigator noted similarities between this creature and the Kelly Hopskinville encounter of 1955. So this is one of those Hops Hopkinsville goblins, Ben. That's, That's really what crazy. I was thinking. Yeah, I, I actually, it most likely is kind of Hopkins like a gray. gray yeah, so, so it's like a gray alien thing that like developed and went underground in the, um, in the cave system there. What's that cave system called again? The, um. Mammoth cave or mammoth cave system. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mammoth cave yeah. system. So uh, that encounter had five adults and seven children, all claiming that alien creatures that were short and dark were attacking their farmhouse and they had been shooting at them for four hours. This is Hopkinsville guys, um, mm -hmm. but didn't kill any of them. They said that they were peering into doorways and windows and describing uh, described them as what we basically now know as typical grays, but they had these like weird goggles and these, these like strange ear things that were kind of coming out. Wow. Yeah. So you, you right. guys did a, you guys did a uh, show yeah. on, us on metaphysical. Yeah. We did a really crazy dig on the Hopkinsville goblins and John ended up doing some viewing on it. So if you want more information on this, you guys, I highly recommend checking out that episode. It's pretty wild. All the things that we go through. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a teams of people that have gone down there too, and it's definitely on my on my wish list of places I want to visit to see the weird. You know? Yeah, that that's yeah, that sounds really really interesting. I remember vaguely encountering that because there was another there's another family that supposedly has a video, and yeah. I can't remember the name of it now, but the video is out there, and it's weird because. I believe that there's two videos. There's a real one, and then they have like recreated one in like a like part of a movie that looked yeah. real, and that's the one where it's clearly fake. And everyone's like, "Oh, that whole story is fake." But the real video, you can't find it anywhere except on this Japanese game show, and they're making fun of it. But when you when you listen and watch parts of that video, even though those Japanese game shows making fun of it. There's a part where the person having the camera is kind of like running everywhere and everybody is talking at once and you can't understand what anyone is saying. But in the movie version, it's like everyone's having lines. So it's not chaotic. Or it is kind of chaotic, you know, but it's like everyone's kind of going in order. So it's like, yeah, the part where everyone is talking at once made me yeah. think like, I believe this is real. And I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. I'm sure you'll find uh, it. Somebody will, will say it in the chat. It's the family's name. And they interviewed a, uh, a, a police officer in the area and he, he claimed it was real. Oh gosh. Something <laughs> my tongue. Well, why don't you I keep even thinking about it. it and let's tell it's everyone weird. about the Snally Gaster because yes. this thing is super weird too. So, this creature goes all the way back to the 1730s when early German settlers describe a monster called the Schnellergeist or a quick ghost in German. Uh, apologies if I totally brutalize that. They described <laughs> it as a demonic half bird, half reptile like creature with a metallic beak and razor sharp teeth. Some said it had octopus like tentacles as well. This is weird. The Snallygaster was rumored to swoop silently from the sky to pick up and carry off its victims with its 
disgusting like tentacles. The earliest stories claim that this monster sucked the blood of its victims. It was said that, that seven pointed stars would fend off the fiend and to this day can still be seen on local barns in the areas told in the brook haunted Maryland ghosts and strange phenomena of the old line state. That's that's really interesting. In the 70s, President Theodore Roosevelt reportedly considered postponing an African safari to personally hunt the beast. Some believed it was made up to keep farmers from making moonshine at night. <laughs> there are old newspapers from St. Louis printed in German, but they are too hard to translate due to old German writing. So yeah, J.K. Uh, Rowling incorporated the Snallygaster in the Harry Potter universe. I'm sure you guys, that's probably where you've heard of it, if you have heard of it before. Yeah, this was another one that I didn't realize was a real creature. Or, well, yeah, real real in the cryptid realm. You know, I just thought this is something that J.K. Rowling... I think this whole thing where in the 70s, like, we're not talking about a very long time ago. Like, the 70s, President Theodore Roosevelt reportedly considered postponing an African safari to personally hunt yeah. the beast. Like, he believed in it enough to be like, I'll go take this thing out. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Like, what was he hearing? I mean, we're talking about a president with information that's probably going to be better than other people. And he's like, I'm going to go check this thing out. That's that's weird. Yeah, it really is. By the way, I thought of the tape or the, the name of that family. It's the I knew you McPherson would. tape. Okay. It's M-C-P-H-E-R-S-O-N. And that's the um, this family that very similar to what happened with this family um, with the Kelly Hopkins Hopkinsville encounter. It's kind of a similar story, except like I said, there's two versions of it. The only one that we really see is the fake one where it's clearly like actors and everything else. So the real one is just a lot more insane, but um, it's hard to find the real one. I don't even know if it exists anymore. So but anyway. Going back to the, uh, yeah, th- I think what's so mind-blowing about the Snallygaster is the fact that it goes all the way back to the 1700s with German settlers. Like, I just, you yeah, know, that's it's like nuts. Yeah. And then, you know, it makes me wonder if, you know, it's like there's a lot of the Native American culture that just don't like to talk about these things, but they actually had a name for some of this stuff, too. Um, and, oh gosh, I had the name here, but I also, it starts, it's like a, it's just a Indian word, but, but it's kind of like means the same thing. Like these straight describing it as like this mysterious ghost like creature. And, you know, it's like they, even like with Bigfoot, you know, like the native Americans had it, had a name for Bigfoot, um, and this creature as well. And a few other things too. So it makes me wonder if, you know, there, there's a lot more folklore yeah. revolved around these things in Native American culture that we don't know about because they just don't want to talk about it that much. So kind of fascinating. Well, yeah, they feel like if they're talking about it, they're kind of giving it energy or whatever. You know, there's, yeah. there's that. It's like, you know, you don't say their name because it gives it energy or whatever. Right. Exactly. And it's, if, yeah. if they do really believe in it and it's really evil, then you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing too. Um, 
you know, it's like what, what we see with a lot of the skinwalkers is that they don't want to talk a lot about it because you know, the energy that it presents, which actually, yeah, that we talk about it a lot, but that Netflix has that series, um, the uh, Unsolved Mysteries, where they have the uh, paranormal rangers. And that yes. is just so cool because it really, it actually shows hard evidence that of like things coming out of portals and whatnot. And it's just, it, it's amazing how they present it in the series. And, uh, you know, for 30 years, these guys have been investigating this stuff in the Navajo area. And so. What was that particular cool. episode called again? Um, Paranormal Rangers is what it's called. I'll check that out for sure. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. Go for it, Ben. We're going to leave. Platform. Well, yeah. Yeah. So we're getting ready to leave. We're going to go over and um, head over to uh, rise.tv. So, um, yep. Yeah, so if you like what we're talking about, come join us on rise.tv. And thank you again for everyone who donated. But your support lets us keep doing these these deep dives that, you know, of course, the sensors don't want you to hear. Um, but please remember to follow us, you know, also on social media. Um, myself, Ben Chastine, Rob Counts, Edge of Wonder, Rise TV uh, on Rumble, YouTube as well, Instagram, everywhere else. And um, yeah, you can come over and join us for $12.99 a month. And we are having a um, special where you can get a trial, two week trial for 99 cents as well. 97 so, cents. 97 cents. Sorry. I, know. I keep doing that too. <laughs> yes. So, but thank you so much for everyone who's supporting us. Thank you for su supporting us on Rumble, on YouTube, everywhere else. And um, also, we have the, you can shop Rob Shows, uh, shopmetaphysical.com for all kinds of really oh, cool yeah. t shirts in here as well. So, definitely check those out. Those are fun to have. <laughs> Skinwalker. Very cool. So right now we're going to go over and um, answer questions that you guys have in our live chat. And then we, we are going to do our meditation slash prayer that we end every, every Tuesday show with. So come over and join us for that. All right. See you over there. Is it a rolling stone in the sky? Is it a hunk of hunk of burning metal? It's definitely not a blackbird singing in the dead of night. It's a UFO. And chances are, your favorite rock star has seen it. Are rock artists just crazy? Or is there a reason why so many have claimed to see UFOs? From your standard believers to abductees, from lifelong stargazers to superstars turned investigators. UFO encounters seem to follow around these celebrities. Is your favorite rock star on the list? Find out as Edge of Wonder presents UFO Close Encounters, Celebrity Edition, Episode 1, Rockstar Mind Control. <laughs>